Welcome to a Thursday edition of Highly Questionable. Sarah Spain, you can catch her on ESPN Radio, the That's What She Said podcast. Dominique Foxworth is here. The Undefeated is where you can find him. Unnecessary to wave. They see you here already. Let's get started. Did anyone come out of the Knicks-Grizzlies tussle looking good? Good God, Marcus Morris. It's 2020, man. Pay attention to something outside of the timeout huddle. We'll get to him in a second and what he had to say after this game. Of course, the Knicks lose by 21 and their sell the team chance. And Marcus Morris embarrasses himself afterward. But here's the profound disrespect that the Knicks were feeling at the end of the game. Alfred Payton pushing uh, Jay Crowder right in the chest. And Marcus Morris is mad. Those uh, Morris twins are not to be trifled with. They once fought the entire Kansas football team. Uh, and Marcus Morris doesn't think much of Jay Crowder. He feels disrespected. That felt uh, slightly less violent than swinging purses on Beverly Hills Housewives. Let's check out Marcus Morris and what he's got to say afterward. I don't think it's a build-up, man. I think dude is just... You know, he played the game a different way. Like, he just, a lot of female tendencies on the court, flopping and throwing his head back the entire game. And like I said, man, it's a man's game, and you just get tired of it, man. His game is soft. He's soft. It's just, you know, it's how he carried it, man. And, you know, it's just very womanlike. Yeah, so I don't know the type of women he's around, but I don't know women that are like that or that are soft. And even if that's his perception, like the flat-out ignorance to think that that's an okay thing to stand in front of the microphone and say. Not that it would have been okay to say it on the court in the heat of the moment, but people, their emotions get high and people say stupid things at that moment. He had cooled down. He had taken a shower and changed his clothes and walked to the front and said this to a gaggle of reporters which presumably had women in it. So the idea that he thought this was appropriate is the scariest part because he didn't think anything was wrong with this. He wasn't, it wasn't like a secret recording. He thought this was okay and whatever culture, it's not a culture within sport that I'm familiar with where this type of behavior is acceptable. So let's start with the gross indignance of a steal and an attempted three-point shot in a basketball game. Because the last time we saw a fight, it was because a team was down by too many points when the guy stole the ball and tried to make a basket. This time, a team is up by too many points when a guy tries to steal the ball and make a basket. The weak fragility of the players who cannot have their egos bruised by somebody going against the rules of the game and trying in a sport that has thousands of people paying their money to watch, regardless of how many seconds are left or how many points are between the two teams. Just play basketball and don't fight each other over some guy doing something that you don't like because you're losing by too much or winning by too much. That is what is soft, incredibly soft and embarrassing. Now, that conversation afterwards was also embarrassing because, again, it's 2020. A bunch of cameras and microphones in front of your face, and you're trying to say that women are weak and inferior. I'm so tired of having arguments about this. I've been doing it the entirety of my life, and it was especially helpful when I was 12 years old and 6 feet tall, and the men that were saying it were about 5'4 in my class. So let me just tell you the the administered beatings that have been going on the entirety of my life in order to prove to people that women are not soft. Any questions about the strength or argument was a lot stronger than our argument was a lot stronger is richard sherman right that the media is partially to blame for the lack of minority head coaches 
oh, this will be interesting to see the way this plays out here mm-hmm. because I feel like we tend to side with Richard Sherman generally unless we get defensive about our beloved media brethren and journalism. So here's Richard Sherman telling us it's our fault. I put more of the responsibility on you, on the media, because you, you're asking people who have no say in it. You're asking players, you know what I mean? We have, literally have no say in who gets hired, who gets fired. We have no say in whether we get hired or fired. But the people who have say, we don't pressure. The owners, we don't, we don't call, we don't, we don't push to get them. We don't, when, when you have them in a meeting, nobody asks them the hard questions because you don't want to rub them the wrong way. You don't want to get on their bad side. So, so I, almost, I almost say it's your fault that we, 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 don't, we don't have those answers because no, none of you guys are asking the hard questions. Everybody feels comfortable asking a player a hard question about, man, why aren't these black coaches getting jobs? Ask the dudes who hire, you know, ask the dudes who have, have all the power in the world to hire and fire these men. Then you'll get the answers. Uh, or maybe we, we're not looking for the answers from those dudes because we, we kind of know what they are. He's spot on. He's spot on. Obviously, the ultimate onus is on the people doing the hiring to be willing to hire a diverse set of coaches. But the media is who holds people accountable when they don't behave in the way that we believe they should. The media is supposed to shine a spotlight on people who, whether it's by inaction or by choice, are continuing the inequalities that we see at the sports level and beyond. And we're able to influence people in very meaningful ways. We're able to put pressure on people to loudly and honestly answer the reasons why a franchise might have never had an African-American coach or GM. We don't do it enough. He's 100% right. Why are we asking the players this? What are the players going to do about it, right? So he, it, it is on us. And, of course, it's ultimately on ownership and people in front offices at the NFL. But people tend to behave in different ways when they are held under the fire for the choices that they continue to make, especially if they're made for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I think it's absolutely our responsibility to keep cushioning and to ask the questions that he said. He's right, but I do think that some of the responsibility needs to be spread about. I don't think we take any of the responsibility off of the owners and the guys making the decision. Ultimately, it's their their um, choice, and they're the ones who are going to have to um, evolve their thinking in the way that they go about hiring and firing coaches and GMs, but I do think that everyone has power in this equation, and the way you choose to exercise that power is important, but he is right. By and large, most of the people in the media don't care. Like, it's not something that impacts them. What what they care about is maybe their ratings or their readership or something like that. Or maybe they care about something else that's more interesting to them. But by and large, our largely white media is not a media that cares uh, deeply about the progression of African-Americans in the sport or minorities of any um, of any shade or race or gender in the sport of football or any sport for that matter. I find it interesting because I don't go the same place that the two of you go on this. I saw that this network and many networks, when it came to Roger Goodell and the issues he was facing, many people in the media told him to step down, were demanding his firing, and nothing happened. It was just conversation. It was noise. The NFL owners never considered it. The Rooney Rule's going to be changed. The media has been louder than most about the fact that the Rooney Rule doesn't work. And so you have plenty of people out here who have actually instigated change. And Roger Goodell is now saying, I need to look at it and I need to fix it. They've done something. They haven't done nothing. And Richard Sherman doesn't need to be absolutist about it. I will say this to Dominique's point. I'm sure there are plenty of especially white media members who are not particularly invested in this. I think his point of being scared might be more accurate for some. I think there are some who do care and do want to advocate for it, but are not willing to worry about the relationship they have with owners or people that they cover and make it uncomfortable. Not that that's right. I don't know if it's fair to say that nobody cares. And to Dan's point, 
saying that the Rooney rule doesn't work and, and talking about it ambiguously is very different from holding people very accountable personally, right? Going up and talking to specific people and asking them about the decisions they make, making them answer as to why they might hire somebody instead of Eric Bieniemy, or take a guy who's out of college and has no NFL experience instead of a proven African-American coach that's been in the league. I think those questions are more necessary than just the larger picture Rooney rule doesn't work. But I think that it's about power dynamics, and I think many of the players, most of the players in the league, don't have the power or leverage or financial security to put themselves out there and then publicly call out their owners or team mm-hmm. owners But I think the same is probably true for members of the media. If you live and you thrive on how much information you get, you're not in a good position to continue to get that information if you're viewed as the rebel rouser, the guy who's going to come in and tough and answer or ask those tough questions. So I think it's a problem. It's a difficult thing, a difficult situation to be in. So that means all the responsibility falls on the people who have had a lot of success and made a lot of money in this and don't really care what happens. So they're not scared to ask the tough questions and say things. What kind of people? Dance. People named Dan. People named Dan yeah. with beards. All Dan's with who beards. Who wear blue jackets. Yeah, yeah. Cubans. Yeah, too. Cubans. Yeah. Cuban, Cuban Dan's, Dan's with beards Cuban and, Dan's. and black glasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, fix it, Dan. Are you with Jay Cutler that he could win a gold medal in handball? Okay, the uh, best uh, athlete that I've seen go from a common sport to an uncommon sport, Jeff Conine. Mr. Marlin was a racquetball champion. Mr. Marlin, even though he played for nine teams, I was stunned to hear on Pardon My Take that Jay Cutler thinks he would have been exceptional at handball. I do want to get a team together um, for the Olympics. They have, like, it's, I think it's handball. But it's basically yes. like a little ball that you throw around and then throw into a goal. So it's like soccer, yes. indoor soccer, with a ball that you throw. Oh, you should play that. You'd be a right? very good handball. Player. That would be so sick if you started, if you like. There's a, there's a, a U.S. team, but like I want to go and do that. Yes, you should. Just throwing missiles. I think if it was you, Patrick Mahomes, and LeBron, just uh, how many players play in handball? Like eight on uh, sure. a single time? So if it was Makes you sense. three against eight players from any other country. I think we win. I think we. I guarantee we can put a team together that can win gold. Yes, guaranteed. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. just just from pure like arm speed. I don't think the yeah. guys in other countries and just a really on. big guy as a goalie back right. there. Right. If you watch it, I've, I mean, I've studied this from time to time. <laughs> it sounds like you're yeah. ready to go. If you watch it, usually all these teams like have an old guy that plays goalie. That's just like. He literally, if someone's coming, he just like just guesses, just throws his hand. Yeah, up yeah. And sometimes hits the ball, sometimes doesn't. I mean, I kind of agree. Holla at me, Jay. I'm trying to get on the squad. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it's disrespectful to handballers everywhere, but I've watched that game before and I feel like it's not like this is soccer and it's just not a big deal here. I'm sure handball is a big deal somewhere, but no one is an eight-year-old is like, I want to play handball. You know who plays handball? The people who couldn't make it in soccer, couldn't make it in football, wow. couldn't make it in basketball. So I know it's completely disrespectful to all it handballers really out there, really but is. I don't care. Are gonna be in your mentions. Oh, yeah, all eight of them going to be in my mention. Yeah. So me, Jay Cutler, and LeBron, okay. we're going to win me, a handball just, championship. Let me just point out something that might be uncomfortable, but I'm pretty sure most DBs are people who don't have hands, and that's why they're not wide receivers. Oh, so I'm not sure oh, if handball geez. is the thing that you're going to oh be best God. at. Oh, my God. Oh, that seemed unnecessarily I'm cruel. just saying. It's a fair shot. I took a shot at handball. If you took a shot at me, yeah. see me on a handball court. You don't want it. <laughs> Get together. Anybody you want. Yeah, court. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Come see me on a handball <laughs> court. That's all we need to have. Come um, see me. I'm just, I'd like to point out how many 
NFL players. There's dudes that think they're going to be gold medalists in curling, right? That, that oh, yeah. pack of dudes from, like, I think Minnesota that are out there on the ice. I haven't heard much about their progress. We'll see if they make it happen. I do feel like there are probably some sports where the very best of our athletes could excel if they spent the time and energy. But I'm Those not curling sure if guys ain't, the place. Them curling guys ain't me. <laughs> Bottom line, give me a handball on gold medal, me and Smoking Jay. Do you guys want to see what the U.S. handball team currently looks like? Yes. Yes, please. Very much let's so. see. Let's see what that uh, looks I'm like. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Oh, Greg. Guys, my name is Andrew Stein. Hey, my name is Alden Mesick. I'm from Mobile, Great Alabama. Work. I'm Alex Recker. I'm from Delphus, Ohio. Hi. <laughs> my name is Gabe Goodrow. I'm a goalkeeper for the men's national team. I had to compete three times. Gabe forgot his name. Did you oh, no, don't do it. Oh. All right, I, I changed my mind. Jay Cutler would absolutely be a <laughs> He would annihilate them. He would wipe the floor with and them. And Dom would, too. Probably as a goalie, though, because, again, no hands. Rest Just my case. Just get face in the way. Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show. Oh. 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 This is good. This That's is such amazing. a good question. That's pretty good engineering. I think we can agree. Yeah, that's incredible. Although, I mean, to be fair, it'd be better if they could go top Hold shelf on. with a couple of yeah. them. He doesn't even no. have upper pads on because it's clear that that engineering is <laughs> only going to allow. Yeah, sled Whoa. racing. Sled racing. Let's go. Are those bales supposed to stop? Yeah, those yet? are the brakes, baby. Those are the brakes. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Should they be glad they won is the question. Wow. Time to play the game that's sad that Sunday is the last football game of the year. No! Do you question? No! Uh, you give us topics and events, we question them. We had a little break, though. That's nice. Do you question if the goaltending or engineering is more impressive? Okay, I don't understand this question. I look forward to the video <laughs> yeah. explaining it to me. What's more impressive you? here, goaltending or engineering? This is good. This That's is such amazing. a good question. That's pretty good engineering. I think we can agree. Yeah, that's incredible. Although, I mean, to be fair, it'd be better if they could go top Hold shelf on. with a couple of yeah. them. He doesn't even no. have upper pads on because it's clear that that engineering is only going to allow yeah, that's true. things that are going that's lower a good corners. Point. He's so not going to get in the face. Why is he not wearing a mask? He's not going to be ready for it when someone puts the biscuit in the basket top shelf. <laughs> I mean, you can't compliment the goaltending. He gave up goals to a, a <laughs> shot that was in the same spot every single time. And somehow he created a machine yeah. that despite Somehow the... we started off impressed with both and we ended by being yes. completely unimpressed That's with everything. It's like a perpetual motion machine. Like, I feel like we could get off of all fossil fuels because of the machine that he just made. But somehow we're going to sit here and yeah, yeah, consider yeah. that maybe his awful goaltending is somehow comparable to that masterful engineering. Like, it's just nonsense. Do you question if the winners of this race should be glad they won? Uh, the Super Bowl is Sunday. We have not done a lot of talking about the Super Bowl that is Sunday. We showed you that terrible machine that guy built that didn't need a mask. And now here we go out to what? What is this that we're going to give the people? Sled Whoa. racing. Sled racing. Let's go. Are those bales supposed to stop? Yeah, those yet? are the brakes, baby. Those are the brakes. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Should they be glad they won is the question. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no. Not very good brakes. That shrubbery. Oh, no. That 
shrubbery is not equipped to get things hurtling down a mountain at a high rate of speed. Are they okay? Why were there every time bales of hay? Get an no, it didn't They're look like they okay. were okay. The bales of hay didn't protect them at all. Who thought that that was going to be a good system that for free? And why is that wall of ice not farther away? Uh-huh. Put your hands down. No. Bumper bodies. Two of those people became one at one point. <laughs> like, watch it, they disappear. I believe, oh. no, no, I believe the one in the front ended up going through the one in the back. <laughs> yes. Right out the back of the back. <laughs> this just in, an article about that sled race does not even mention injuries. Ooh. Uh, that can't be right. That's because they don't mention injuries at the morgue. And not, <laughs> it's I mean, not an injury. That's not, not an injury. injury. It's a death. Coming up next on my son Stevie show. Number 24, and does it on a Kobe-ish kind of move if Kobe had been 70 pounds heavier. A trip back home reveals Kristen's bad girl past. Tell Jay about the time I got taken home by the police. Oh, my God. What about Jay's past? I wouldn't have looked twice at Jay in high school. I was hanging out with the bad boys, you know Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that had way too much Cuban coffee this week. (laughs) See? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. Well, I didn't do it at all. Coffee breath over here singed my eyebrows. Uh, You tell us what's on television. We'll we'll tell you if we're intrigued. Tonight at 7.30, Sixers and Hawks. Uh, Joel Embiid is back, and he was sort of remembering Kobe Bryant yesterday during the game when he scores his 24th point, Kobe's number, while he's wearing number 24 and does it on a Kobe-ish kind of move if Kobe had been 70 pounds heavier. And he said he was uh, sort of saying Kobe as he shot that, even though he didn't know it was his 24th point. Sarah, are you intrigued? Um, I know we mentioned it's Super Week, and that means there's parties, so no, I'm probably not going to be watching yeah, that's right. Sixers Hawks. That's tonight. right. She's going to be watching the 30 for 30 on Michael Vick. Uh, nope. Dominique, are you intrigued? I am not intrigued either. I do think, however, that that moment is really cool. Saying Kobe while you shoot is something we can all relate to. We've all done it in our office trash cans, I assume, or maybe not. But no, you no, never say I'm Kobe not. when you no, shoot I'm trash cans? What no, are you I'm doing? You don't, what do you say, I'm Jordan? Not. Do you not say I, anything I, when you're I, shooting I, in a no, trash can? No, I say can? Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer is what I go with tonight on e very cavalry yeah look how excited he is and she's excited <laughs> the star of the cavalry jay cutler show tends to a lot of the time be jay cutler what happens here <laughs> a trip back home reveals Kristen's bad girl past tell jay about the time i got taken home by the police oh my god what about jay's past i wouldn't have looked twice at jay in high school i was hanging out with the bad boys you know so <laughs> Very <laughs> um, Are you intrigued, Dominique? Uh, I wasn't until I saw that video. I am intrigued, and he is my captain of the handball team that I will soon join. Yes. So, of course, I'm going to watch my captain. That's my quarterback. Throwing missiles. Uh, yes. Sarah, are you intrigued? Obviously. Jay Cutler smirking and being besmirched for his high school reputation while we pretend that we don't already know about Kristen Cavallari's past because she was literally on TV for her entire life. I'm in. 
That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Dominique Foxworth, you can find him writing things at The Undefeated and Sarah Spain. Catch her That's What She Said podcast and, as we mentioned, ESPN Radio. Great show, Dan. Ugh.